0: Hey y'all, it's Anna and Becca
1: and this is yes, yes Darling
0: where we have deep chats and talk shit. Join us if you want.
1: Welcome to the comfort in chaos where Becca tries
0: to fix it and Anna makes it worse. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. So the Enneagram is a personality typology, kind of like Myers-Briggs, but we feel it's more encompassing, compassionate, and thorough. So we're going to give a little brief overview first. It'll be a, It'll be a blast. Yes darling. <laughs> There it is. So the, the Enneagram could be as vast and complex a topic as you want, and you can deep dive further, but today we're going to be discussing our personal experiences. So we're going to keep the educational segment brief. <laughs> Why are you doing I find that? it ridiculous that you're literally reading I'm a script. I'm not reading it. <laughs> you're reading no a script. No one would know if you didn't this say it. Is, supposed to okay, be scripted. Okay, you want to do the blurby blur? Do the blurby blur? Do the blurby blur bit? No. <laughs> The Enneagram breaks people up into nine personality types. Each type is the way in which we have encompassed our inner childhood wound inside our ego, which outwardly are our mechanisms for self-protection and idiosyncrasies. As Ryan O'Neal from Sleeping At Last said, it's not an excuse to be a certain way. It shows us why we do what we do, where our brokenness comes from, and through understanding ourselves better, it shows us our gifts what our very best looks like. So
1: there's there's lots of ways of figuring out your Enneagram type. There's lots of quizzes online that you can take, but we 100% do not recommend you taking a quiz. Um, it's just, it's not as personal, it's not as rewarding as it is to read through each type, really appreciate each type for what it is, and figuring out which type identifies uh, you the most. Um, so we definitely recommend either reading a book, you can go to a website that we would recommend and read, or you can listen to a podcast or something of the sort to figure out your type.
0: And we'll give those sources at the end.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll give the sources that we recommend that we have used a lot in our journey as well.
0: We think the best way to sum up the Enneagram for this conversation is by using a quote from Chris Hewitz in his book, The Sacred Enneagram, because it's breathtakingly beautiful and concise. Yes darling. So type ones strive for principled excellence as moral duty. Type 2s strive for lavish love through self-sacrifice. Type 3s strive for appreciative recognition through curated successes. <laughs> you should
1: do that. Type 4s strive for discovery of identity for faithful authenticity.
0: Type five strive for decisive clarity through thoughtful conclusions. Type 6s strive for steady
1: constancy through confident loyalty.
0: Type 7s strive for imaginative freedom for inspirational independence.
1: Type 8s strive for impassioned intensity for unfettered Autonomy. <laughs> I always want to read that as autonomy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do that one again? Instead of like shit. <laughs> no. It, it, <laughs> like you can talk. I know. No, I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brain. Do the smart. Type eight, strive for impassioned intensity for unfettered autonomy.
0: Type nine, strive for harmonious peacefulness as congruent repose.
1: Typing yourself is extremely important and you should you should not let others type you or type other people out loud. If they don't know their types, do not speak of what you think their type is because it could hinder their journey in finding their own type. And some people just aren't interested in the Enneagram altogether. So it's, it's important to remember that if they don't know their type, do not give your opinion on what type you think they are unless they really ask you for it. The Enneagram is known to cut deeply. Truthfully, one's type is best identified by reading or hearing each type description and feeling which description hurts the most. Why? Because it's easier to identify our weaknesses rather than our strengths. Therefore, when you type someone, you could be revealing their deepest hurts, their deepest shadows, and they may not have consented to that. The Enneagram is a tool for compassion, not a tool for harm. So while Becca and I like to discuss, just between us, the potential types of the people around us, we do it privately and carefully as a tool to better understand others.
0: So Anna and I like the Enneagram. We prefer it over other personality typologies, like Myers Briggs, or which is the same as sixteen personalities, or even there's like a color one. Have you heard of that one? Personality
1: quizzes are kind of annoying, in my opinion. This isn't really explaining your personality; it's explaining
0: who you are at the core
1: of your right, person. and why you do the things you do, and and how you do them. Because at the end of the day, we're all <clears throat> we're all trying to achieve the same things, typically, but we all go about doing them a certain way. And that's why the Enneagram works so well in your personal life as well as your work life, because you can really understand how your coworkers and your bosses and anyone else that is in your life in that capacity, um, you can understand them better. And, you know, while you have the same goal, you're doing it differently, but Mm -hmm. you understand why.
0: Yeah. And with other typologies like Myers-Briggs, I feel like they kind of, while they they do explain or help bring to light some of your personality traits, it's very narrow, even for... For me, I know what mine type is. I don't. I do in Myers Briggs, and it's very. I feel like it's very cold, and it doesn't encompass all of me, and it doesn't explain like my deeper. Right,
1: it's not as deep. Inner shadow. The, the enneagram or, is is meant to like delve down deep and really bring out your self discovery.
0: Which one is the Myers Briggs one? Is that the one that's got? That's the, like the INTJ. Okay, that's well literally I literally mine. I took that test. Yeah, I figured you did. You made so me. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's me. yes. <laughs> I'll, and I will own that. I think that. I printed it off in here somewhere. So it, it's the it's also called sixteen personalities because basically instead of nine it has sixteen personalities and they have a handle on them too. So mine is um, the architect and so I'm INTJ A. I'm okay. pretty sure I'm right. <laughs>
1: Apparently I am the adventurer ISFP.
0: So you you come off as an introvert. T is turbulent over assertive. This is not a podcast about Myers-Briggs. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, But that's why I thought you were an introvert
1: also. I think I can be an introvert, but once I'm comfortable I'm very extroverted. It's
0: yeah. a thing. But honestly, like, when I think of my, my Myers-Briggs it just feels like one part of me, whereas with the Enneagram, as soon as I learned about my type and the way that my type interacts with other types through wings and through integration or disintegration it just fits a lot better and explains me as a whole person Mm -hmm. more than the other personality types right so like you can you
1: can get into like Myers-Briggs and and talk about someone in that capacity but you could you could still leave that conversation not having a full understanding of that person and who they really are um but with the Enneagram I feel like We have not only been able to discover ourselves and figure out who we are as people and grow as as people, we have a better understanding of each other because we're explaining not not why we're doing the things, but why we're doing them the way they're doing them. Mm -hmm. So to me, it just feels like a deeper way to understand everyone around you and it gives you just compassion for all those people. Yeah. All those people. For everyone. For everyone. <laughs> because oh, everyone yeah. falls into the nine types. Yes, darling. So everyone
0: is a real, live person. Mm-hmm. A whole person. A whole person. With a whole <coughs> type. So why don't we talk about our personal experiences? What's your type, on it?
1: I identify as a type six, and my primary wing is seven. So I'm a six wing seven.
0: What's it like to be a type six? It's awful. <laughs> no,
1: don't say that. So a, just a general synopsis of a type six uh, we are committed, security-oriented. We're reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. Excellent troubleshooters. We foresee problems and foster cooperation. But we can also become defensive, evasive, and anxious. Running on stress while complaining about it. Which is extremely accurate because I love to complain. And yes, anybody was. who knows me on an extremely personal level knows that about me. Um, <clears throat> we can be cautious and indecisive, but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious which if I'm in a stressful situation, you will see me be extremely reactive and rebellious. Um, We typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. Uh, At our best, we're internally stable and self-reliant, courageously championing championing themselves and others. Our key motivation is we want to have security. We want to feel supported by others, to have certitude and reassurance, to test the attitudes of others towards us, to fight against anxiety and security. So our basic fear... So every type's got a basic fear and a basic desire. So our basic fear is of being without support and guidance, and my basic desire is to have security and support. Um, <clears throat> so every type's got a core fear, uh, and mine is fear. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess I, I, run off of fear. Uh, not that I'm scared of everything, but mentally, there's just you know we're
0: threat forecast, threat
1: forecasting. So we're we're the we're the person that always uh we're the devil's advocate, we're the what ifers we're the persons that, the persons, we're the people that will ask all of the hard questions and seem like we're poking holes in plans, but really we're just looking ahead and figuring out, you know, what could go wrong in the situation. And it's a form of us trying to protect the ones that we love, um, so that you guys don't have to think about that kind of stuff. We're looking at every possible scenario so that you don't have to, because we want to protect whatever it is that we're poking holes in.
0: So what Anna just read from um, before she went off was from EnneagramInstitute.com. So that's a really good source that we, we like.
1: That is that is primarily how I found my type. Um, it's it's very straightforward. They they have a, a short page on each type, um, and it's you know it's got the <clears throat> it's got the levels of development, growth recommendations, um, and it just kind of lists out key points. Um, to figuring out your type for each one. So I think it it was just the easiest way. I'm not a big reader, so reading a book was not my my kind of thing. I also uh, am not big on podcasts or listening to people talk in my free time. I just like to listen to music. Highly recommend Anya Graham Institute. So it's Um, it's a
0: good way if you just want it quick and dirty. Straightforward, Yeah. yeah.
1: But you really have to read through each type to get a good appreciation for each one. And then whichever one hurts the most when you're reading it is typically the type that you are.
0: Well, now I have to talk about mine, which is going to be a mess because I sound nowhere near as polished as you do and I don't understand why.
1: Well, I'm the overthinker and you I'm are sitting here th- overthinking it more I'm than I am. I'm also an overthinker, darling. Ha- you haven't even revealed your type yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm a one. How's it feel? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Blows. Um. Do you remember the 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 literal, like, minute you realized which type you were? Like, what triggered? what When you were like...
0: Yeah. Do so I remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember the time. I remember the moment that I realized I was a one.
1: Okay, so the, the thing, so when I was going through and reading my type on, or I was reading through the types on Enneagram Institute, um, I read a sentence in there, and the second I read it, I was like, uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of did things um, unconventionally. So the the way that we got into the Enneagram is... Our My business operations manager at the job that I was at previously introduced it to us because he believes it's a good tool to use um, in the workplace. And so I'm not a big reader, so he introduced it to us um, maybe like two – no, it was about three years ago he introduced it. But I wasn't really – interested in it. And then later on, I just happened to ask him one day, I was like, okay, so what do you think I am? So I asked him for an honest answer. And he said, honestly, I think you're either a four or a six. So I went to the Enneagram Institute and I read through the four. Um, and then I read through the six. And the second that I read this sentence, which is sixes tend to overreact when they are under stress and feeling anxious. I knew at that exact moment that I was definitely a six, not a four, because... I don't know how many times I've heard throughout my life that I was overreacting, um, and, you know, being, um, what's the word? Dramatic.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, dramatic is a big word. Um, and it just made sense because I tend to, I, you know, before when I was a really unhealthy level, I was having a lot of outbursts and stuff like that because I was always stressed and anxious, mm-hmm. um, at, at my job. Um, so it just kind of made sense, and I identified a lot with that sentence, and so once I read that sentence, I knew at that moment that I was like, well, that's me. That's
0: nice. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, ouch. Um, for me, uh, when we first started, you and I first started talking about it, I thought I was a five. I was thoroughly convinced, because I did take a quiz, this was, like, years ago, and, um, I was mistyped by the quiz because I have a habit of always picking the smart girl answer mm-hmm. instead of the honest answer and I feel like it's honest but it it ends up not being really objective. That's why I um, feel like the quiz is not good because yeah. if you're if you don't answer honestly I was easily mistyped, yeah. Yeah, so um so I thought I was a 5 and and then I um I I kind of identified with a 1 2 as well, but I was like, mm, I think I'm a 5." Um because I do that like isolation thing um (laughs) and i'm really introverted so that's why but then um i was listening to ear biscuits which is um a mythical entertainment podcast and i'm sure like if you listen to podcasts you probably have heard of them and they did um an episode on their types so it's two friends and one's a three and one of them was a one and they each took an episode to you know talk about their type and as soon as i heard the the guy who's a one Talking about it, what it's like to be a one, I instantly knew that that was what I was because it was so blatantly like painful and also rewarding. And his experience in his, you know, in- interpersonally is just exactly like mine. And I was like, oh, I'm a one. I literally came home that day and I was like, the first thing out of my mouth was, I'm a one. And just to be sure, because I'm a scientist and I have to be sure about things, um, I ended up, I, I, I read the books and stuff, because I do read, um, and I read The Sacred Enneagram, um, and it was it's a really good book on it. And in the back of it, he has mistyping charts or typing charts, comparison charts between types. So I read the one that compares a one to a five, and really the difference between ones and fives, because they can be really similar, is that fives are kind of stuck in the thought And ones take action, and I am always taking action. So uh, that just kind of cinched it for me. But the moment that I realized I was a one was when I was hearing that podcast episode, and I was like, oh, it's blatantly obvious. Like, that is, I'm a one. And when I was first reading into it a little bit, I thought, because I have
1: some traits of a one as well when it comes to, like, my work ethic and stuff like that. So it's important to remember that everybody identifies a little bit with each type, Um, but just Mm -hmm. because you identify a little bit with it doesn't mean that that is your type. Um, it just means, you know, that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people and, you know, we're all similar in some form or fashion. So, um, you know, we're going to identify with every type in in some small way. Um, but you know, like we were saying before, whichever type that you're reading that hurts you the most and you're like, oh shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was
1: mine. Yeah. Um, that's typically your type.
0: Yeah. And again, I think the reason that we all can identify with something of each type is because it's a tool of compassion. It, mm-hmm. Use it as a tool of compassion. You know a little bit how somebody else feels. And with, you know, different situations and scenarios, I
1: mean, there's... You're going to do things differently all the time. And you're going to do things in ways that you, you know, wouldn't typically do depending on what's going on. So um, it's important to always just remember that, like, you know, you, you're you going to identify with each type, um, but you are yourself usually only one type i mean you can you can flip-flop between two types and really debate but at the end of the day you're yeah, you're it, predominantly one
0: i guess i should go back and like talk about my type now yeah so anna is a six and i identify as a one you're so yes. i'll pull from the enneagram institute as well yes. they do such a good job ones are conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong they're teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change, always striving to improve things but afraid of making a mistake. While well organized, orderly, and fastidious, they try to maintain high standards but can slip into be- being critical and perfectionistic. They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. At their best, they're wise, discerning, realistic, and noble, and can be morally heroic. My basic fear as a one is that I am somehow corrupt or evil or defective. Or... F- <laughs> rude. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas my basic desire is to be good, to have integrity, or to be and to be balanced. Quite, quite. Yes. As far as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as a one, I highly strive for things to be done the correct way, uh, which is my own internal correct way, mm. and it's because I'm trying to avoid criticism in any way. So my whole goal is to do something so flawlessly that it doesn't come back on me and I don't receive criticism for it because that criticism means I I wasn't good enough. I didn't do it right.
1: That's how I feel like in a job. Like with my work ethic, I will do everything I possibly can to make it seem like I didn't, like it wasn't my fault. (laughs) I do that too. I have a really hard time taking blame for something if it was quite obviously my fault. I
0: find that if I know that I'm in the wrong, I will immediately take on the blame oh like immediately because I don't want anyone else to blame me I'd rather blame myself mm. I'd rather like own up to it really fast on the opposite if I didn't do it I will be really clear that it was <laughs> definitely not me because I don't want to take anyone else's blame on like and and the reason that I take criticism so harshly uh, is because ones have this merciless inner critic anything that we say negatively about someone else, it's already been said to ourselves about 10 times stronger, louder and harder. It's really difficult. It's not something that you can really turn off or I can really turn off. It's always there. It's it's so subconscious that it's just there's a lot of guilt mm. <laughs> about little things, big things, all things. So, I know that ones can often be pretty judgmental or critical of others. Uh, and I think as an adult, I learned that I kind of do the opposite. I'm I'm very gracious of others because I I don't want them to feel the way that I do. And when I'm you know in a bad way and I'm disintegrating, which basically is when you take on the negative aspects of a different type when you're under stress. So mine is a type four. I get very moody and. Despondent, and I, I kind of lose that side of like it's not everyone else's fault that I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it that's, that's a struggle. When we talk about disintegration, there's also the flip side, which is integration, which is when you take on the positive aspects of another type. When you're under uh like growing conditions or like um security, you feel good. So for me, I take on a seven. of the positive traits such as being really enthusiastic, adventurous, carefree, just having fun. And it kind of looks like a different person altogether. <laughs> um, and I, I integration is really like, it feels like a gift. It feels like you're doing really well. What do you integrate and disintegrate into, Anna? I disintegrate into a three, which I don't, I don't
1: identify a whole lot with a three um, in that aspect. So I don't I don't really understand... Um... I know I integrate into a nine, and it makes sense because at the end of the day, I just want everybody to get along. And, you know, I will I will be very passive and do my best to kind of avoid uh, confrontation or arguments because I... So I disintegrate into a three. So in times of stress, um, I will... I, I tend to be more competitive and arrogant, uh, kind of like a three. Um, but when I integrate, I... And <laughs> I integrate into a nine. So, uh, I tend to become more relaxed and optimistic. Um, and you know, I, I, I do just want that community of everybody that, you know, is getting along and yeah. I don't like confrontation in that way. Yeah. Um, so it's, so, it, you know, when, when you're in a, at a really healthy level where you're, you're integrating and growing a lot, um, or if you're at an unhealthy level and you're disintegrating and um, you know just not doing well as a whole, it's easy to get mistyped too because mm-hmm. you know
0: you might look a lot like a mm-hmm. different type, probably maybe the type that you disintegrate or integrate mm-hmm. into.
1: And I don't think anybody's ever actually labeled me a three or a nine, no, no, um, no. but I don't know because the enneagram at this point is is not not a lot of people in our personal lives know it. Um, but everybody, you know, in my workplace knew it. So I don't mm-hmm. think anybody has ever thought of me as a three or a nine. Um, but I do know that my entire life I have heard that, you know, that you know, Anna, you have to stop being so negative. Anna, you're such a pessimist. Like, yeah. Um, and something that, um, sleeping at last, um, mm-hmm. what's his name, Ryan, Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. Um, mm-hmm. Something that he said. He did a podcast series on each enneagram type, and something that he said that really resonated with me. Um, or not Ryan, no, it was Chris Hertz who said it. because Chris, oh, yeah. Her- Chris Hewitz. Hewitz, uh was a guest speaker on yeah. these podcasts. Um, and he said that calling a six a pessimist is really doing them a disservice because sixes are thoughtful, can get stuck in their heads, but for most sixes, they get out of their head. They are the most disconnected from their thinking center and often overanalyze. This is how we seek safety and security for the ones we love. And sixes are also misunderstood as rebels. Sixes are really committed to their team, so this does come as a shock. But this rebellious streak is actually the six moving past their fears.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so in my entire life I've heard, you know, Anna, you're such a pessimist. Yeah. You gotta be, you know, you, you can't be so negative all the time. But I, I don't really ever think that I was being negative. I was just, you know, I was threat I mean, forecasting. It, I was...
0: It's, ne- it is, it comes off as negative. Yeah, so the it, delivery. It comes from a place of wanting to prevent Things from going wrong.
1: hmm And so we're, we're extremely disconnected from our own heads uh, and thinking centers, and this is why we're misunderstood and seen as panicky or anxious. Um, what comes across as overly concerned or sometimes uncertain in sixes is the drive to establish stability and security through threat forecasting, uh, through worst-case scenarios, and contingency planning. Um so this is why sixes are also known as like the guardians of the enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um and and this is why. Um this is how we love. This is what we offer and this is what we bring forward. Um and I guess it's it's hard for people to understand or wrap their minds around, you know, how we tick in that way. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, we're often we're often motivated by fear, but when we are grounded and confident in ourselves, um there's no one more fearless, fearless than a six, mm-hmm. apparently. So,
0: <laughs> I, it's like I don't even know what it, what my type is. But I've read more than you. Maybe that's what it is—the of knowledge. I think There's no too much. I think I think I
1: you have more of the knowledge in general. Yeah, I... but you didn't delve as deep into your own type because <laughs> you want to understand everybody else yeah. more than you want to understand yourself.
0: Yeah, love that.
1: <laughs> Let's take this as, as a, a a learning experience and a hint that um, the enneagram is not Vast. just to understand oh. the people around you, but it's extremely important for self growth. And I think that before you you try to understand other people, you really have to understand yourself. Um, otherwise, you run into this situation where I mean, I I, I, I am extremely confident in talking about my type because yeah. I've done a lot of self discovery.
0: I, I could explain every other type, right? But and you I, can I talk know about my, every type. I know myself, like I right. know, but it's hard to put it into words what it feels like or what it what it the experience is because it's like too I'm too close to it, and it also it's
1: hard for you to to open up like that and yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But I, I really, I, mean, I pulled, we listened to the, the podcast and I listened to it again and I really pulled it apart and took notes on my type and the too. things that resonated with me um, the most. So Sleeping At Last, he did this podcast series because he wrote a song for each type. We, we really wanted to listen to each song, but we also uh, really wanted to listen to them explain each episode. So we went through and listened to each one, uh, one by one. It took us, what, how many months to get through the whole thing? We had to take a break. Yeah, we had to take like a month-long break from it um, after we listened to mine, I think. Yeah, so yours, yeah, we listened to them in order, um, because... I did
0: not like going first, that sucks, <laughs> to be quite honest. That's um, not.
1: I really just wanted to go in order because you guys were like, well, why don't we just listen to our types and then listen to the rest? And I said, yeah. because I don't think we'll finish it. I don't think I'll be interested in finishing it.
0: Yeah, you won't, but I would.
1: Um, so we, I right. really wanted to listen to them in order. So, Becca went first. My husband is a, is a two, so he went next.
0: It also um, sucks. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was really hard. My husband is an extremely emotional man. Um, which is which is, bad. is a really it's it's not a bad thing like he's very in touch with his emotions and I think that that is a, an extremely good quality in a man um, because he's very much more empathetic towards people in that way and you know he feels what other people are feeling he feels you yeah. know, other people's pain he's so watching the heart
0: of us three. yeah
1: so watching watching him listen to his song and his podcast was just like heartbreaking um, and it was it was heartbreaking, but it was so beautiful that I, I actually got the camera out and I was taking shots of him. Um, and he got he, upset at me yeah, for Yeah, he it. didn't like that. Yeah, he, he was like, I don't need to see this. And I was like, this isn't for you. <laughs> I was like, this is, it was just such a beautiful moment and I just wanted to capture it. Um, and I was upset that I, ha- I didn't have that idea until we got to his because I wanted to get some pictures of you, but hearing it for the first time.
0: Honestly, it probably just looked like I was going to throw up the whole time because that's what it felt like.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: That's um, probably
1: my my face was doing. <laughs> so we got through that, and then we had to get through 3, 4, and 5 before we got to mine. Um, and then we all got confused by 5 because we all identified with 5 Heavily. in some way. And the song was really good. We really was, liked the 5 yeah. song. Um, but it's I guess it's not that, because I I am also a Wing 5, so I'm a Wing 5 or a Wing 7. I identify more with Wing 7, but mm-hmm. um, I'm, you know, close to a 5, but... Uh, so, yeah, when we got to my podcast, just rip my heart out and just step all yeah. over it with pointy shoes. <laughs> um, and it's so, it's so, so we had, I think I had heard my song already before. I hadn't
0: listened I to I had, I found the song before did. I found you the found found podcast them. And I played it for you, and you were like, I wasn't ready for I this. I was like,
1: whoa, holy shit. <laughs> um, so, to listen to them really, like, you know, dive in and pull apart each. Song, but um, right, and yeah. everything that went into that song, which was a lot, mm-hmm. and it was a
0: beautiful project.
1: And the fact that he collabed with Chris Hewitts on that to really understand each type, I mean, he just he just got every single one like so, yeah, like on the nail. It was mm-hmm. just yeah. And I I just yeah I I listened to my song I don't know how many times because I was just like so frustrated and so, but all, frustrated proud. And just really trying to figure out like what that meant for me as a person. And mm-hmm. so I remember just there was one day I just kept listening to it and I kept listening to it and I was I had it on repeat. And now I'm like, if anybody ever wanted to understand like why I am the way I am, you just listen to this song.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mine, it's really beautiful. And it it, it does help me rem- when I listen to it. I usually listen to it when I'm um, feeling the self-criticism too much. And I need a reminder that it doesn't, I can do nothing and still, like, be worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's hard for me. I, I always, I think this is common with ones, I'm, I'm always trying to earn love from people by doing things in the most perfect, flawless way. And, you know, my definition of perfect isn't, I realize, people will get all over me because um, I don't like the word perfectionist. Or perfectionism, because people instantly think that they'll they'll try to dismantle it by saying, you know, things can't be perfect. You, mm-hmm. you know, it the, perfection doesn't exist. No like, one's perfect. I'm not dumb. I know that I not <laughs> everything can be perfect. It's not that. Um, it's not that. It's it's just things are always in chaos. It feels like things are always in chaos, and to put things in a little bit more order through. A sense brings a sense of control, and it, it feels like things are more manageable mm-hmm. because I did the dishes, and the kitchen is clean, and the floors are swept, and the bathroom is clean, and my bed is made, and um I I go to work, and I run an experiment without flaws, or at least like my standard deviation. Never mind. Um, at least as well as I can. I typically when something I don't get stuck on the whole like it has to be absolutely perfect it's I very much say to myself this is good enough a lot because I've learned that things can't be perfect but people will take that that like perfectionist tag and just run with it and they Mm -hmm. think they have one definition for it Right, and it's it's not like that. My definition of a perfectly loaded dishwasher is vastly different than Anna and Cody's. <laughs> vastly different. That's because, because I don't give a shit how hoe, the dishes go. This ho can't they, load a dishwasher. If they're in the dishwasher, they're getting clean. Okay, <laughs> and that is all I need to know. But you know what? The difference is the dishes will be run and put away. The distinct difference and, when I open the dishwasher, and I could tell. Who put the dishes in there? I don't give a shit. (laughs) They got in there, they got clean, they got put away, okay? That's what I care about. I don't care about the perfectly loaded. I just want it to be done, clear, clutter-free. Oh. A little bit more, less chaos in the world. That's what it's like to be a one. Everything is constantly chaotic, and I just really need for it to be under control Mm -hmm. so that then I can rest. And that's a big... that. But you still what, never rest, so you never it, reach I the do, end though. goal. I do, well, no, not in the grand scheme of things, but I do, because that's something that I have learned from Enneagram, oh. from learning about being a one, is that sometimes I can just leave the dishes, and I am always going to be thinking about the dishes that are in the <laughs> sink, always. They will never leave my mind, <laughs> but I can choose to not take action on it. And I can wait the four days before on <laughs> Cody will do the dishes. I can sometimes wait out that four days. Not the four days. It's, I've counted before. <laughs> I didn't forget about it even one time, but I just said, I'm not going to do it this time. They will get it. I know that they will get mm-hmm. it. And I they don't need. We're just not going to
1: get it immediately like you do.
0: Because, yeah, because it, it's chaos. I don't like chaos.
1: Well, I feel like you, you and Cody are the same way in that aspect. You both, you both feel like you have to earn love by doing things, yeah. by com- committing acts of service for people, um,
0: keeping things running, doing all the little things so that life goes smoothly. Even if you don't want to do it, yeah. I am the logician of us three. I, I am the pragmatic logician. Well, you things get done.
1: You're, we're like, all in different triads too, which I think yeah, is cool. So you're, you're cool. the, you're the gut triad. Cody's mm-hmm. the heart. And I am the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, it's it's weird because, like, you you and Cody are so much closer together in your types. Yeah. And you're, def- you're like, both wings of each other. Yeah. Um, and I'm so far away from, like, both of them um, that it's just, it's weird to see, like, how similar you guys, you know, show love and, and show up and do things every day versus, like, how I do. Mm-hmm. And you know i i don't prefer to be like really physically affectionate and i don't like the acts of service like I, I feel like the way i show love is i give quality time and i act as as a sanctuary for people so i am always that person that's like if you need someone i'm yeah. here if you need to come over like we can have coffee we have snacks we have a bed With you know cream. whatever whatever you need if you need a safe place like my door is always open if you need to talk whether it be you know texting if you need to call me if you need to You know FaceTime whatever like I I want to be that person that is here I want people to feel comfortable coming to me and you know using me as a sanctuary in that way and trusting me yeah so I just it's it's interesting
0: whereas yeah I I more show my love by well Cody and I both like physical affection Mm -hmm. and we I think words of affirmation too and I think that's the inner critic thing yeah we want to just be I know that you know that I know that you love me, or that I'm uh, I'm okay, like, we're okay, or I'm special to you, or whatever. But if you just say it, it it's, like, positive evidence against my inner critic, mm-hmm. for me. So even though it, it seems like you're saying the same thing over and over again, and it's doing nothing, it is, because it's one more piece of evidence that the inner critic is wrong, and the facts are what you're telling me. And Cody needs that constant Cody reassurance, needs too. too yeah. Because,
1: like, before it was, before... A long time before we had the Enneagram, I, you know, I would always tell Cody, I'm like, you realize it's ridiculous that, like, you you keep questioning whether or not I love you, right? And, It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, since the Enneagram, it's like, now I understand, you know, I I know he knows how I feel, but to have that constant reassurance, Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: just makes him, you know, it makes him feel good, so. Maybe not
0: constant, but consistent. It it was, yeah, it was more constant
1: before, but he's grown as a person, and so it's, it's like he's not as... Yeah. You know, he's grown up because we were still pretty young back then. Yeah. We were still, you know, in our young 20s, so it was like
0: when you you mean when you met.
1: I'm not going to say and needy, but needy. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> it's a disservice that word. Right. Quite. Yes, selling. What I really like, especially about us being in different triads, is that we all bring something to to yes. our triad. Yes. So our triads come together into our own triad, yes. and we all bring different things that we need. So like we all yes. have things that make up for what one person
0: lacks. Yeah. So uh, can I can I go off? Go, um, go off, so, Queen. <laughs> Anna recently has been going through um, a bit of a difficult time with her job. Uh, X job at this point. Let's let's call it an X job. It's like an it's like a relationship that ended. And when we would have conversations all together about it, um, not just for like support, but for like guidance and plan making, I was struck by how Anna says a concern, and then how Cody and I versus I would respond to it. Cody would always respond with the feelings. Mm-hmm. I understand how you feel you know, the like warm advice and stuff. And I and she looks at me and I give the the facts of like, okay, this is this is logistically how this is gonna how we can manage this or how we can't manage this. This is the steps we need to take. It's, it's the actionable plan. It's very pragmatic and logical. Yeah. And and when we do that all together and then what Anna brings is if we shift to somebody else's issue, she is very passionate about things. Mm-hmm. So she brings the fire that drives us. <laughs> she's making, in a way, whatever. She's being a weirdo. Um, <laughs>
1: she's doing that thing.
0: <laughs> she's doing that thing again. Well, I so think I think it, the- it's just striking that, like, in in our group, I, I, I told her one time, um, I, I think I texted it to all of us that I'm the logician, Cody is the heart, and you're the passion. Mm-hmm. And she was she was shocked by like by that description of her because she doesn't see that she's the driver. She 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 pushes us forward, and I think it's that you know when she feels confident that the threats have been minimized. Yeah, we just steam right ahead. It was also really
1: hard to in that in that moment where we were realizing that too, because when it came to my issues about you know work, um, Cody's Cody's been hearing it for years, and him being the feely type, he. Hmm. You know, he says things, mm-hmm. um, that feel good, yeah. but they don't really help do me anything. figure out what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. because, you know, my main thing in life is that I want to be, I want to be supported Secured. and I want guidance. Yeah. Um, I know I'm an adult and I make my own decisions, but I just, she, she just I just needs a little bit of, I need confirmation of those yes, decisions. Yes. And so I stopped going to my husband about my issues at work and That's I started true. going to, well, for the most part, he didn't even know what was going on half the time around. Oh, I didn't know yeah. That. For the last few months, he didn't really know because I would just come home and talk to you about it because I know you were going to give me the actionable plan and yeah, which an honest the, answer. The feelings
0: serve a good mm-hmm, purpose, but you also need a plan. Yeah, you need concrete ideas and actions. I to need take. to
1: know. I need to know what is okay. Like, what can I yeah. do, and will it be okay?
0: Yeah, because I don't know.
1: I know what I want and, and I and know I, what I don't
0: want, but I don't I, know if it's okay. I am not good at the feelings. I I am so, I, it's, I'm not good at the feelings. <laughs> I don't know what to do with you when you're crying. We get out the broom and I tap her gently on the shoulder with the broom <laughs> from five feet away. Not really, but, um, because I don't know, I don't know how to, I've, it's something that I've been learning since I've met you guys. And I think I have become a lot more emotionally What is it called emotionally not available but like mature yeah um maybe that and and sometimes I know that I just need to sit there and listen to you and not fix it immediately but my my default is to fix it It, it's nice that we have Cody who can handle the emotions Mm -hmm. and I can just fix it and we we're all fed all of our needs are met and I'm one of those people where it's like I when I get upset like I do cry because yeah that that is the passion coming out of me is, I do too. It's if, the frustration that comes out. Of me. If I'm extremely
1: upset about something, and you know it's something that I I feel is important and I'm very passionate about, um, you know I, I will show emotion and I will cry and I will get upset. Um, it's it's not like it's not just like a normal everyday crying where it's just like you're sad about. Yeah, something. it is literally the passion coming out in my tears because I <laughs> don't know how else to let it go mm-hmm. um I, and and I feel like it's different because like you you were used to seeing me cry all the time yeah I was crying all the time yeah. because I was just in a really bad place yep and I was I was trying my hardest to make change and nothing was working um and I'd been there for eight and a half years uh so it's just been it's just been an upward battle um And I just, you know, reached a point where I was just done. And now it's, like, I've maybe cried, like, what, once or twice since then? Yeah. About, like, things Mm. that matter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm, like, worried about the future or, you know. um, Like,
0: real, real. Yeah. Like, you know. Not that there's there's
1: a a non-good reason to just cry. Because everybody needs to just cry sometimes. (laughs) Um, But I have less of those moments because I don't have you know, I, the, the giant stressor. Right. But um, just, just the way that like the different types can come together and use their, you know, their strengths to bring the, to help the other ones and lift them up and, you know, make them realize that, you know, they're not crazy and their, va- their feelings are valid and, mm-hmm. you know, it will be okay has been extremely like useful because I, I feel like I tried really hard to, you know, understand the other types and I knew what type you know my bosses were, and it just seemed like they didn't they didn't have any interest in understanding other types. So they knew yeah. their own types, yeah. but I don't think they knew a whole lot about sixes. Um, and I really just wanted them to, you know, do me the service of listening to my song um, by sleeping at last. And I don't even think they did that, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you
0: can't force people. You can't,
1: but, like, it, it you know... That's coming from the
0: one. It would have We given, call that self-growth.
1: <laughs> it would have given them a huge understanding of, like, why I was so... Um, because, you know, when you get emotional, when you're talking about yes. serious things, people don't take you seriously. It's impassioned.
0: It's not just weakness. It's impassioned. Yeah. But, you
1: know, people see it as weakness.
0: What do you like about being a six? Or I can go, because I know what mine is. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So, I actually... About being a one, I actually do like that I am extremely productive and everything, I, I feel like I can get things done very efficiently and I can bring that sense of order for myself to fruition very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can clean the house in, like, an hour and I will feel so good after. And, but it's not just about cleaning either. Like, I I love being creative and and making things and I like being able to do it well. I'm, people, like tell me that I'm good at everything I don't really think that's true I'm a one (laughs) I'm not gonna ever think that's true (laughs) but I can see sometimes when they say that like I like to hear that Mm -hmm. because I like to be able to bring things forward that are good and done well and add something I have a lot of ideas on like how to improve the world and I just have ideas every day about things because I always see the way things can be fixed or and I a way thing something can be fixed And I also like it in my, to be a one in in our relationship because I do like being able to be the logician and I like being able to be like, all of our bills are paid, all of our finances are settled because I've taken that on and i I can do it well. Yeah. And I like that about being a one.
1: I like that. I like that, too, because, like, you and I are both planners, yeah, um, and we both like to plan, but, but you're I, a plan- I stop, I stop yes. at the planning phase. I thought about this earlier. And you go, you actually go through with the plan. Yes. So I know that when you've planned something, or you tell me when something is okay or not okay, I know 100% that I can trust you and believe you, because I know that you've, like, gone through mm-hmm. and done the work and, like, thought it through, yeah. And, like,
0: I just, I really like to plan things, but never yes. go through with it. So, there's a difference between <laughs> motion and action. Motion is planning to take action, and action is actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So, she likes to go through motion a lot. And I think you get stuck. I think a lot of people do, but I think you get stuck in motion. where. So, we're supposed to be going on vacation in two weeks. It's not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. Because we is <laughs> nothing has been planned. Because I get in this um, mode where I, I think that you are planning it, and then I realize that you're stuck in motion. Because you want to go but you don't take the action of making the plans and I am good at that so honestly this weekend we're sitting down (laughs) and we're gonna take action because I if I have a date and I know the city I can make our travel arrangements I can book whatever we need to book and it'll be done I can take the action but I don't always you know you like to plan things too and I'm not trying to leave you out so it's just like I need your input So when I think about my type, I get really angry a lot of times about my type because it's, it's
1: so hard, um, because it's like baggage, you can never, you can never just leave, you can never put it down, and it's a weight on your shoulders all the time, um, but I'm also extremely proud, when I think about my type as a whole, I'm extremely proud um, to be a six because I do I do enjoy being that sanctuary for people and I do like being the person that other people trust to come to and explain you know things to me and I I also kind of I don't want to be like I don't want, I, I I'm not saying I don't want to be a leader but I don't need to be the leader but I I want to help in the important decisions. Um,
0: and, you you want to be respected. You want your opinion yeah. and, and
1: your threat forecasting to be heated and. and- mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate think I have. I feel like I have the ability to use my passion in that way to get people, like, heated about the same things. Yeah. Like, stand behind me for this because this is going to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, this change needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, in certain situations I have the ability to do that. And I, I really like that. Um, yeah. Even though, you know, whether or not it's, you know, anything changes or my voice is heard. It's just like, I know I know that I have people that trust me mm-hmm. who will literally stand behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. I don't think I like anything else about me. So.
0: That's fine. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so I'll say that I, about you being a six, what I, I do, you kind of already mentioned them, but... The way that you are a sanctuary, I know that I can trust you and I know that I can come to you. And I don't always do it when I should. I don't always come to you when I should because that's a me thing. But to, to hear that, to know that you are always open to helping somebody, it's very comforting. I know that you'll always be there. Yeah, you're always really surprised at how, like, how nice I am to strangers yeah, that I don't annoying. know. Yeah, that's Um... <laughs> We have a different mentality on um, dealing with people, strangers versus loved ones. We're opposite. It's very fascinating. I don't know if it has to do with our types or just us, but it's probably both. I don't. No offense. I don't give a shit about strangers. <laughs> I only. I. I am polite. I am nice, but and and I'm friendly. Barely. And I'm always going to give, like, I'm always going to be kind to people because that's the right thing to do and I'm a one. But there's no real, like, depth behind it. I don't do small talk because there's, there's like, no depth behind it. But when it comes to the people that I love, mm-hmm. I am going to give you everything I've got. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the, I'm going to people please the hell out of you because I want you, you're the most important to me. And Anna, on the other hand, well, I don't necessarily give everything I have to strangers. She, no, I just know that at the
1: end of the day, like the people that I that you know, my loved ones are going to love me regardless. The strangers out there, I mean, people we don't know. Everybody's going through something, and you know, learning about the enneagram has made me realize. I, mean, that. I, I
0: realize that too. And but so, just, your
1: one, your one little act of kindness could just like change someone's entire day. Like yeah. they could be on the verge of unaliving themselves, and just that <sighs> one act of kindness.
0: Yeah. Could change
1: everything. So I just feel like, you know, even, it's just important. It's just important I mean, to leave a little piece of yourself with everybody everywhere you go. Because that could be what they needed at that time. I don't time. have the
0: capacity. I don't have the bandwidth for that. Oh. Um, the majority <laughs> goes to the people I love. And the little bit that's left can go to strangers. And you're the opposite. You know that when you come home, we're going to love you. And we're going to put up with all your bullshit. Um, no matter what and and you're comforted by that and so you feel that you can one be a asshole but two <laughs> is you have the the like bandwidth to be be more genuinely open and giving to of yourself to strangers i am not built that way so we're we're kind of the opposite in mm-hmm. that way and i think that's interesting does he care more about us or strangers us okay so he's like me probably yeah yeah but um, he, well, he takes both. He's he, really nice. He maybe will. Maybe there's people who are in the middle. Yeah. Like, actually 50-50. I don't think he gives 50% of himself to strangers, though. I don't think so. I think it, maybe it's, like, 30% to strangers, whereas I'm, like, 10% to strangers, and you're, like, what'd you say, 60%? Yeah,
1: I mean, Cody will stand there all day and just, like, hold the door for people. Yeah, he will. Um, and, like, I'll hold it for the person behind me, but...
0: Yeah. That's it,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same with you, like... I will mean,
0: hold it I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Because <laughs> um, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> just but I don't like
1: it. <laughs> manners matter. matter. <laughs>
0: um, maybe we should not end on the negative, but I was gonna... I just thought it was a way for me to say, like, you know, what I don't like about being a one is that... um, It feels like it's my job to fix everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's self-imposed, but it doesn't feel self-imposed. Because right. it feels like no one else is going to do it if I don't. And things are going to just go to complete chaos. And I'm going to be the one suffering, Yeah. so therefore I have to take it on. But at the same time, there's this inner critic, and it's just always constantly berating me.
1: That's, I am berating
0: myself, really. It's, yeah. it's not an it, it's a me, but... That's why know, I feel like I identified so
1: closely with the one at first, because... Being you at that, being energetic. at my job for eight and a half years, I identified myself based on my work. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an identity outside of my job. That sounds like
0: a three. So yeah,
1: but when I when I read the one, I was like, "That's me," because like you know that I would take on like. You know, if the birthdays came up, yeah. I would restock the conference room. I ordered all the supplies because I felt like nobody else was going to do it. You know, I took out the attorney's trash because they weren't going to do it, and nobody else seemed to care enough to do it. And I even don't want to go
0: in there and smell that, even though it wasn't your job. That right? Definitely it's not your
1: technically job. not my job, but like I am a nice person, and it's just like I feel like if you know I have to do it if no one else is going to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like I I
0: get that. Well, so is there anything else? Do, anything? Well, you think that I covered a one. Like, yeah, you did. Okay, good. Cuz um, I feel like I did a disservice to all my fellow ones. I'm <laughs> sorry. I am very good on paper writing things out. I'm very good at writing and I'm very bad at speaking. Yeah. And and that's why I <laughs> just write everything out. But as soon as I have to talk about it, I'm like, "Oh, what?" There's one person who made uh, an outline for this episode and it was me. Anna did not. She looked at my sheet and she went, "What?" <laughs> thing that i
1: don't like um about being a six okay. is the constant worry it's it's gotten like better uh mm-hmm. i also am just a very I, I i'm high functioning anxiety so i i've i have extreme anxiety and i have my entire life and uh, i've just kind of learned to deal with it but over the last um few months like i've i've finally gone in and gotten back on medication for it so it's better but
0: it's it's still part of it. It's, it's part, yeah. It's anxiety, yeah. yes. It's always there. Um, diagnosed anxiety, but on top of that, it's it's just your personality. Part of your personality is yeah. literally that you're anxious. And I don't, I also don't like, I don't like being referred to as a pessimist
1: when I'm literally just trying to think think <laughs> ahead. Think ahead yeah. for the, the mm-hmm. people that I care about. And I don't like that we're also often looked at as, you know, cowards because um, it, it takes a lot of courage to get up every day and... and you know keep going when you're literally driven by fear um, and so it's, yeah. it's easy to get stuck in like a rut of just like you know why, why bother it's like you know the fight-or-flight thing that we yeah. talk about a lot yeah I feel like the sixes do all of them um, and I didn't really, really I didn't really ever think about that until we listened to the six song because he mentions uh, in the in the lyrics I want to take shelter but I'm ready to fight Somewhere in the middle, I feel a little paralyzed. Maybe I'm stronger than I realized. Oh, wow. And um, I would think about moments where, like, I, I can stand up and I am ready to fight because I've done that. Um, I want to take shelter because I'm scared and I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel paralyzed. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so I just, it's it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't like that we're looked at as, as cowards sometimes just because, you know where there's a lot going on that you can't see and just because we look like cowards doesn't mean that we are like it takes a lot of courage to get up and be a six every day a lot of courage to get up every day and be any type that you are but Mm -hmm. um when you're literally driven by fear and looked at as you know negative and a coward it's like
0: it's like a beat down
1: but i I show show up
0: every day you know if
1: the enneagram is something that you've you've looked into a little bit or you're interested in um, you know, we do have the recommendations and sources that we we recommend to find your type the easiest without being mistyped by a quiz. Yeah. Um. So my my favorite is going to be the website EnneagramInstitute.com. Um. It's just mm-hmm. very straightforward. Um. And you know, if you're if you're looking for you know, listening, as in, like, podcast or music, mm-hmm. definitely look into the podcast series uh, by Sleeping At Last um, on each Enneagram song. Yeah. Um, and Becca is the, the reader in that Yes, Yeah, I expect, so, so.
0: Um, I mentioned um, The Sacred Enneagram by Chris Heworts. Um It's a really thorough book it helps you get into the nitty-gritty
1: but it also it, it they they it's put a, a lot of religion into that one they do yes which, and we so you know, we're and, our household we're not religious in our household so we kind of have to like pull apart the religious aspect. yeah kind of separate and, it out yeah. but
0: the 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 enneagram parts of it are very well thought out and very well written so you know take it take it how you will um if that's your thing that's your thing uh, another one, another book is, um, by Hannah Posh, and I hope I said that right. Um, but if you look at Millenniogram, you're only gonna find one. <laughs> um, and that is a super relatable, easy-to-digest book format of Enneagram. It's, it's, like, funny, like, sarcastic, witty, and, um... She uses a lot of cuss words, which I, yeah, which I enjoy. It's very relatable. Mm-hmm. Very relatable. It's very, very sexy. <laughs> I feel yeah. like when I read it, I'm like, ah, yeah. She said 6 E, okay 60. people. <laughs> if you also like podcasts, check out Ear Biscuits. I don't know what the episode number is cuz I didn't prepare that. <laughs> uh sorry. Yeah, they're they're a good description of a 3 and a 1. And they also cover a little bit like we did on like what it is. I feel like but I want to listen
1: to those. So like you, you should you and I should listen to that because um, I I need to understand a three more too. You
0: also need to understand a one more. I do because she I can also, be very critical. <laughs> but if I
1: disintegrate into a three, I really
0: want to like delve yeah. into. I don't know if you should listen to it, but I don't know if it's going to get you, you anymore. In case you're wondering, I'm I'm a one wing nine. Anyway, six wing <laughs> seven. That was kind of just our
1: little 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 spiel um, in the enneagram, and it's it's been you know every, every time anybody asks or it comes up in some conversation, um, we we look kind of cultish and believing in it but it's 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 not a religion it's not you know it's not something that you have to identify your your entire personality or self by it's a tool it's a tool tool for compassion compassion and growth um it changed my life I I can't speak for Cody or Becca but I know that discovering my type changed my life and I finally have an understanding of who I am as a person and I'm not ashamed to be that person um, I can identify myself outside of who I am at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've, I've worked up the courage to finally quit a job that I never thought that I would leave. So, yeah. um, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of personal growth, a lot of growth in your own relationships. You know, we, we highly recommend going through the, the process of discovering your type and you know your family's type together mm-hmm. it's got to come from you know if, if you want to yeah. do it you got to do it mm-hmm. for, um, for, yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, for yourself
1: and we will always recommend it um so if you're if you're looking for a tool if you feel stuck and you don't really know who you are or you, you want to find out more about why you do the things you do um definitely look into the enneagram and go into it with an open mind mm-hmm. uh, whether you're religious or not it yep. works for religious people it works for non-religious people mm-hmm. true um and we absolutely love it, so yep. we hope that what our little tidbits yeah. help a little bit here and there. Uh, we're not experts. Let, sure. let me just well, dis- let, dis- I think disclaimer, we are not experts. I think they pulled that. We've only been uh, into this for like two Thanks. years now, um, so yeah. it's, yeah, we're, we're still kind of new to it, um, you know, so. Speak for yourself. I've read so much.
0: You have, and yet you still don't understand yourself. I do understand myself. I not not as much. Oh, shut up. You're being <laughs> a shit. All right, bye! Bye!
1: If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can do so on our Discord server by following the link in our show description.
0: Or if you don't want to be that social, you can always email us at yesdarlingpod at gmail.com. Bitch. Ho.